0: Hey, Fabo listeners, welcome to episode 54. So you've just got done photographing an amazing wedding. You just had a lovely, adorable family photo session, or you may have just captured a newborn session. Are you just going to deliver those photos, those memories on a hard drive or a thumb drive or just a download and let all those memories sit on somebody's computer that could get lost? Why are we not as photographers and creatives still promoting and wanting to sell prints, canvases, wall art, albums. Why are we leaving these memories on computers and not putting them in tangible products where people can look at every day and for future generations to see? That's what we're talking about today. How to sell wall portraits using in-person sales after you photograph an amazing session. That's our topic today. So come back, turn up those earbuds. This is the Beef Apple Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Beef Apple Podcast. Episodes full of candid conversations that speak to the hard truth that it takes more than hustle and luck to be your own CEO. Being a creative entrepreneur and running a business is not at all like the glam that you see on Instagram or Rally TV. The truth is, it's showing up every single day, putting in the blood, sweat, and yes, lots of tears. Oh, do not forget all the hard work. I'm your host, Bobby Brinkman, photographer, coach, speaker, wedding industry educator, diet mountain duetic. You see why, right? I am hitting the pause on that hustle and luck myth button because it's more than getting a really cute website and hanging a now open sign, not just waving the magic wand so that all the success, money, and clients will just be lined up ready to hire you. Hope is not a business strategy, my friends. And along with my guests, the goal of our podcast is to motivate, educate, and celebrate creative entrepreneurs discussing topics and information that will help you get and keep you in that CEO mindset through our candid conversations. You're gonna hear stories from other creatives at different stages along their career journey. They'll be sharing the same struggles you have, as well as business insights, tools, and foundations that they have in place to keep their businesses moving forward, no matter what kind of S-H-I-T tries to knock you off your career path. I wanna challenge you to unapologetically keep showing up to attract your ideal clients. Serve them in the most fabulous way while collecting a purpose-driven paycheck. I want to empower you to create a career that you not only love and are proud of, but also one that your clients love and will support even more. Now let's get started. Alright lizards, I am super excited to welcome to the show Lucy Dumas, an award-winning Professional Photographer of America's Master Craftsman Photographer. She's a business coach, a fellow podcaster. Now Lucy has enjoyed a successful profitable and creatively satisfying full-time career for over 38 years. Her first 12 years she was a high-end wedding photographer then she switched to portraits and I think once you hear her voice, her calming voice, her calming nature, you're gonna know why she earned the title Baby Whisperer photographing children and families throughout San Diego. Her superpower, which is the topic of today's show, is selling three to eight wall portraits and albums to almost every client. As I mentioned, she is a teacher at heart. She also loves coaching, supporting other talented photographers and creatives who are passionate about creating the business of their dreams, or those that just want to make a great business even more successful. The Profitable Photographer Podcast is her newest edition. It's another way she can have value to this industry and the craft. So keep that in mind, guys. After 38 years, she is still reevaluating, redesigning, coming up with new ways to stay relevant in the industry. Through her podcast, she's able to teach, connect, and guys, she has a very big Rolodex. She is well connected. I highly encourage you to go listen to this podcast. There'll be a link in the in the in the show notes. She is, uh, garners interviews with some legends in the wedding industry, in the photography industry, and the industry of photography. You're going to want to check those out. She has listeners in over 60 countries so far, and she's, uh, she's rocking and rolling over there, guys. But today she's sharing with us her superpower. I'm super excited, everybody. Please welcome Lucy Dumas to the show. All right, listeners, we are back. As promised, the amazing, talented Lucy is here. And you're going to remember from the bio that I shared earlier in the intro that she's going to be sharing with us her superpower. But before we dive into that, I'm going to have Lucy tell you a little bit more about who she is and some letters that some of you may not know. P-P-A. I know a lot of our (laughs) listeners are young creatives just starting out. Lucy has uh, been around for many years as myself. That's a good thing. So she's going to share what PPA is, the value that it brings, and why you guys should be checking into it. So I guess, again, Lucy, welcome, welcome to the show. I know our listeners are excited to have you.
1: Thank you, Bobby. I've been looking forward to today, and I love our conversation on my podcast, so I get to uh, settle in and share with your, your crowd, your community. Exactly.
0: exactly. So tell us a little bit about that PPA, how you got involved and why you got involved and more importantly, why it is beneficial and has helped you have this longevity in the career that you've had.
1: Um, well, I do absolutely owe my career to the professional photographers of America, both the national, the state and the local organization that is affiliated with it. Um, as uh, As people know, I've been in business a long time, um, 38 years and counting, and like most people, when I started, I didn't know about photography business. I was taking some nice photographs, um, and I decided I wanted to be a professional photographer. And uh, it was a time when uh, it was very difficult, it was in a recession, and Being a woman in the industry was not an advantage (laughs) like it is today. Um, And I got the PPA magazine. They have an excellent magazine. And then I don't know how I, oh, I started calling photographers and started assisting. And then one of them invited me to join the local professional photographers of San Diego County. And, it was like, oh my gosh, I've found the load of information. And I'm a social being. I learn when I'm around other people. I learn when I teach. So it was that perfect combination of people, uh, many of them successful, many of them learning to be successful. And then I discovered that there was a great state chapter and then I learned about joining PPA and going to their national conventions. And um and also they have a degree program. Uh, there's several of them. One of them is uh the masters of photography, one of them is craftsman. Uh they did just add a wedding category to that. Did you know
0: that, Bobby? Yes, I did. Yes I did. And and I and I think it's one of the things that when, we, when PP of A gets mentioned to these young generations, they see agrees and they automatically assume it's some collegiate something and they don't understand because they're not being taught by many educators the value of PP of A, Professional Photographers of America, which is one of the reasons why I knew it was beneficial to have you talking about it. And listeners, if you didn't just check what she said, she owes her career to this. So continue on, Lucy.
1: Um, some of the things that it offered me were uh, evening programs once a month from professionals, both helping me be a better photographer and a better businesswoman. There is a day, a week-long program that I started doing every year where you spend a week with one photographer and a group of 20 or 30 people. Yes. Um, the degrees are um, – you achieve them either through giving service to the industry – uh, taking advantage of educational opportunities or entering your prints and and having uh, qualified judges decide if they deserve a merit or not, which is not an easily achievable thing. Wow. And um, for me, the value for that is that I had a goal. I And as I would do my work, I would always think about what could I do to refine this and make this just a little better so that maybe it would get a merit. So I wasn't just shooting for what we call a green merits, which is satisfying my customer and getting them to, you know, buy what I'm creating, but also putting it into that next category as fine art. And of course, then as my work got better, my client base saw it, appreciated it, bought more, I could charge more. Um, And, it's just awesome to have uh, people that have your back, friends in the industry. This is a lonely profession. Yes. Do, do you agree, I Bobby? I
0: agree 100%. Yeah. You know, we go out there on the weekends. The wedding photographers are out there on the weekends. You have a weekend family. Then we, and nowadays we come back home and sit in the computer, you know, back when you and I were, you know, doing more weddings, you know, you went to darkroom and you either did print. So you still were by yourself quite often. And, and, you know, your family gets tired of, of hearing about the wedding experiences or that you have to leave on the evening and do, do a family session. So you're doing a lot of things by yourself and I think people forget that while we're doing it by ourselves, just because we're surrounded by people, that that means we're group participating. And I think we're so focused on what we're doing behind the camera and how we're pleasing and serving our clients that people just assume that what we do is always fun, fun, fun. And they forget that we're working. Then we go home to our families and they're like, I don't want to hear the whole story again. I don't want to hear right. about that wedding. I don't want to hear about that baby crying. Right. <laughs> so you have yes. to have this, these industry professionals and I, and I think, Lucy, you will agree, you have to have them to push you. Clients can only push you so far. Couples can only push you so far. But the industry and and like-minded people will push you to better your craft. And for many of us, I would rather be a better photographer and know I'm going to earn my keep and I can keep a sustainable career by improving and educating myself. And that's what PP of A does. And you know, we're going to link back listeners, you know, to the locals and state chapters. We, I'm going to remind you that there's local and state along with the national, but they have conferences, they have conventions, they have websites, they have education on their website. We have never had on the, on our show, somebody that's actively as is, is involved as you. So that was one of the reasons I knew Lucy would be a, mm-hmm. a good person to, to bring up our topic and to dive into her super Potter. Now, Remember everybody, she started as a high-end wedding photographer and then she shifted to get that um, baby whisper status. But honestly, her superpower and the topic of today's episode is that she knows how to, after the session, after the wedding, you guys, she's profitable because she doesn't leave the stuff on a computer drive, on a gallery, she actually has people purchase products and that is what we're supposed to be doing our our craft is wonderful and our talent is wonderful but we're leaving most of this on the table when we talk about profit and lucy will agree with me that you can have a purpose and our purpose is capturing moments for generations but we can be profitable so she's going to dive in guys and she's going to tell you how Mm -hmm. she's delivering three to seven wall portraits after each session she's going to talk a little about an in person sales, so Lucy, if you want to explain a little bit to our listeners because again a lot of these guys don't know so here's your wake up call everybody <laughs> in person sales is what
1: is uh, first of all being structured so that they don't get everything yep uh, that they think they need, but developing a relationship with them where I'm the trusted advisor and that eventually I'm going to sit with them in person. Now, there is the Zoom option now, but as much as possible, if you can safely social distance in, you know, however you're going to do your sales in person, um, it is better to do it in person. And I've planted seeds all along the way for them to be visualizing um, uh purchasing wall portraits and albums. And um, I, I keep it very simple. I don't have a lot of different choices because confusion leads to no sales. Yep. Um, and you can, if you want to call uh, Dirk at Mid-South Color Lab to ask if I really do sell three to eight wall portraits per client, uh, they're my lab. They're fabulous. I'm not being paid to say so.
0: Right.
1: Uh, Lots of other great labs too, but I'm per client. I have the record in their in their lab for the most number of wall portraits per client. I'm not by any means their biggest client, but he he can verify, uh, you know, stacks and stacks of wall portraits. When those portraits come in, uh, my house looks like cardboard city.
0: Right. <laughs> Well, and I think, you, I think you hit the nail on the head too. You have this conversation before the client books you. So the client already knows that this is what's expected of them, that this is part of the process of working with you. You're taking them on the journey from, this is why I'm going to create. You, everybody spends so much time buying the perfect outp- outfit, matching, matching, you know, going and spending all this money in the outfits, then they're not buying anything to look at these on the wall. So listeners you've heard Lucy explain that she, this is the journey she takes them on based on her social media and other client referrals you just know that Lucy when you have Lucy photograph you you're going to have something to hang on the wall or you're going to have a tangible item that's what we're supposed to do as photographers capturing right. moments and delivering them that's right. why she this is her superpower so in person sales we don't need to go deep 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 but again The reason you want in-person sales, Lucy, is because you want that excitement. You want to share that. You want to see that emotion because what are we doing, Lucy? We sell emotion. We sell emotion. So explain what that is more from your point of view and why our clients, our listeners should be doing that.
1: Yeah. So first off, I feel deep in my heart that uh, if someone is photographing a wedding or another important event, And they are not producing a finished album or wall portraits and they're just handing over files. For me, they're not doing their job as a professional photographer. It'd be like saying I'm a professional cake baker and I deliver the recipe. I deliver the flour and the sugar and maybe, uh, maybe I'll make the frosting for you. I don't know. And, and and the, not even the pans, you have to go buy those yourself and saying, I baked a cake for you. The thing that will last, the thing that has value for generations is printed materials. I have, in fact, I'm looking at it right now. I have a tintype of a woman who, this was in the bottom of a box of photographs from my grandmother. And my sister does not look like the rest of the family Well, this picture that must be 140 years old looks just like my sister. Now, if there was a digital file of this picture, 140 years later, am I going to find it? Heck no. No. So, um, So for me, that experience, this is the other thing is we work with the best labs that get the best out of an image. Our clients cannot get that. Um, I make sure, and I'm sure your listeners do as well, that um, print. I make sure it's done right. I make sure the composition is right. Uh, The toning. Uh, I work with a lab that absolutely uses archival materials. And in the consumer world, um, there are a lot of inexpensive services. For example, canvases, digital canvas, some of the cheap ones, Uh, put whiteners and brighteners in and those are going to fade and in a short time, those images are not going to be that great. So, um, yeah. So I want to know that every day when someone walks in their house and they sees that portrait, they get a wonderful feeling. Uh, When they, like my niece, I helped my great niece have her baby and I have pictures of her as a newborn, because I also helped her come into the world, and looking at those pictures as I've watched her become, you know, a little girl, and then a, and then a, preteen, and a nightmare of a teen, and now a mother, um, that you ask about the emotionality, it it's been a, twenty three years of emotional reactions to those portraits. And um, just like everybody, I'm in danger of just photographing that new baby and not making prints. So I need somebody to sit with me and guide me and help me see the potential and then do the work for me because we're all busy. Right. Everyone's busy. I did, I, Bobby, I put together my first wedding uh, album and pff, I still don't have the pages right.
0: Days but, of um, days of sticking but individual but and To be albums. able
1: to produce a quality album is a skill that we yes. learn.
0: Where we're, ta- we're talking about the value that is these emotionals that are tied with these photos because exactly like you said, somebody comes in and you look at that portrait on the wall and if you're having a really, really bad day, you're going to remember who loves you. You're going to remember why you were loved and why you are doing what you're doing and you know, let's face it, you know, everybody passes away and the craft that we're able to do just becomes more valuable. And because everybody looks back at those photos, and I want people, and listeners have heard me say this, I want people to find that shoebox someday. I want people to find that old photo and go, what the heck is this? I mm-hmm. want to be part of those stories. And I, that is our job. Our job is right. to document. And that's why we started, is to capture moments for people, and our legacy is allowing them to be seen. And these wedding albums are the same way. You know, like you say, customers, customers aren't going to sit down and put all this together. No matter what online service for $1.99 you get, you're not going to do it. So right. we have to educate and offer that as the experience of working with us. And it's part of the process. And that's why right. in person sales, I think that's the word sales is in there, Lucy. And that's why, mm-hmm. that's why creatives are afraid of it. Right. No, they don't like to sell. They just want to take photos. So, is your advice then to find somebody that can do this for you? Do in-person sales with somebody else that's not afraid to sell. Find somebody no. on your team to do that. What's your opinion no. on that?
1: No, I'd I'd say learn how to sell. I'd <laughs> say get a mentor. Um, have have somehow learn a system. Learn how to separate your art from your work as a product. because there's nobody now once you master the skill one of my coaching clients went from $200 shoot and burn to uh, a hugely successful studio Uh, in the last four years I think she's brought in $75,000 in sales and so people now do the sales for her because her dream was to have a big thriving studio and many people photographing but she learned her skill from me and that's what she teaches others is how um step by step to make the sales and i'd love to give a little bit of hot tips about how you actually do an in-person sale that's that's
0: that's definitely what we were going into next is how do we start the process how do we do it and then if we decide to do it just pull the bandaid off and start.
1: Right. So um, there's a whole lot of things from the first, like how you find your clients, what you say on the phone, what you say in an email to get them on the phone to a consultation and so forth. But when you're sitting in the sales room, you've already planted a lot of seeds and I don't talk about a wall portrait. I talk about portraits, plural. It's always plural. And then I have this step-by-step system. And the, the best way to like increase your sales overnight is to get a good projector, not to cheap out on it um, and, and show your work big because even you will be more impressed with yourself <laughs> when you see your work large. Uh, and then something I do that's very old school is I have boards that are cut in the wall portrait sizes So I can hold up a 30 by 40 in front of an image that I think would be a great wall portrait. And all of a sudden they go, oh, and they see it like it's a finished portrait ready to frame and display in their home. So that's one thing that is a little different than a lot of people are teaching with the in-person sales. And then the other thing is, we do a sorting system where once we get down to the ones that they like, then we put them in categories of potential. So categories of wall, small, or album potential. Then I do a slideshow put to music, again, of the wall group, twice. And this is my money, like this is the gold here. <laughs> I say, watch and So we've been thinking a lot because now we've been sorting. So we want to go back to our heart and our emotions and notice what you feel when each photograph comes up. And we're doing it twice, so you'll notice that you get that same feeling. And the ones that are the strongest, that, that warm your heart, those are the ones that when you see them every day for the rest of your life, you will get that same feeling. And those are the ones plural, that would be best for the for your home as art. Now, if it's a, an album, um, we have a little sorting process that's a little bit different. Um, so a little tip with albums is I don't focus on them as spreads because I think that's an industry lingo, but I just sell them in, as individual photographs. So, it might be in bundles of ten or something, so if their initial album came with thirty prints and they wanted to add another thirty, I have a price structure to add thirty. Does that make sense Bobby?
0: right right, and i and I think on that i will I will add in here for our portrait photographers to listen in that that is a wonderful way to sell an album because you're highlighting each individual photo when you're selling a wedding album. You know, most of us go out and shoot a wedding and we're capturing the moments that tell a story. So to sell spreads in a wedding album makes more sense to your clients because you're selling a story. When you're doing. See, I don't
1: agree. I don't agree with you, Bobby. Okay. I think it confuses them. Okay. Um, Now, when we're going through them, I keep storytelling ones in for them. Right. And when we're like looking at, okay, we've narrowed down to 80. We don't individually take out each one. So I say, okay, at this point, your book's going to have somewhere between 75 and 85 because I might pull some back in to tell your story. Right. Or there might be some that are repetitive. But to me, the, the idea of spread is, even though, like, I hear what you're saying,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but I think it isn't quite... Like, you can't sink your teeth into that as a client. Well, what's in a spread? Well, how many on a spread? Well, can you, how many pictures? So, can I have a thousand pictures and ten spreads? Like,
0: it's just so simple. Can I make it look like a yearbook? Can I have 90 little squares on a page and make it look like a yearbook? Yeah. Right, right. So, I don't, and
1: if I need 24 spreads or 20 spreads to to have those 80 pictures, that's what I do because I build them for the 80 photographs or so.
0: Right.
1: Um, you know, I have a little, I have a little cushion in there to add or take some out, but I, it just, especially with in-person sales, right. it's much simpler to me to do it that way and simpler way. to up the, um, the sale. Because if they're like, well, I get a twenty-four. Page, you know, twenty-four spreads, or however, then they're not thinking about. Oh, I have to pay for more photographs. They want them all in there, and you just have to figure out how to.
0: Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? It, well, yeah. And it, see, and the difference is, is, and a lot of the, our wedding photographers listen in. You know, they use these software programs and they throw it up on the online, and their clients go there. I know, oh, sure, you can turn it page by page. It is nowhere like presenting online. It is nowhere like presenting in person. They do not match, it's not similar. When you have a client that's sitting in front of you for in-person sales and you lay out this album, they see it, they're drawn to the emotion. If they're sitting here on their computer, you and I both know Lucy, they're clicking it like they do everything else. Swipe to the left, swipe to the left, sure it looks okay. They're not even paying attention. And a lot of times the mistake that's made is photographers in the wedding industry, especially will just add an album in there to close the sale and they don't care how they do it or how they present it. When you're in person, it is much harder for that person. When you, when you bring up that question, which one of these would you like to delete? Which, which person or which one of these don't you like? They're now mm-hmm. sitting there looking going, um, well, I like all my family. I don't want to get rid of all them. And it's just so much, it's such a different right. vibe to sell in person. And I think that's, you get to see your work and you're more proud of it. And I think you're just, you're you're so caught up in the experience. And when we're doing all this online anymore, mm-hmm. it's what everybody does 24 seven. They're looking at a computer screen and they're not even looking at your work right. and you're not doing your job all the way. Right. It's just. It, and the,
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And the other thing about doing my job all the way is that, I think what we're providing is a very personal service yes. and I want them to have a relationship with me. I'm a fun person. I'm a caring person. I want them to feel better about themselves by how I reflect them back to themselves. And I want I want us to have time together. It's a friendship. It's a friendship where they pay me. <laughs> but right. but uh it it's a relationship and In this day and age, I mean, we're especially lonely now. But even beforehand, everybody's busy. They're on their screens. They're not connecting. So, and the other beauty of that is, like, people are like, "Oh my gosh, there's so much competition." Mm -hmm. Well, in my zip code, I I uh, went to Google Maps and punched in photographers with my zip code in San Diego. There were eight hundred and eighty-seven.
0: Wow! So the I th- only way I, thought I can be more compete, than that.
1: <laughs> no, within three miles of me. Wow!
0: Okay, there you 887.
1: go. Eight hundred and eighty-seven. That's one on every block. Oh yeah. So, so that that's in San Diego. There's probably four hundred thousand people that call themselves <laughs> photographers, or at least a hundred. A lot. There's a lot. So how I compete is by giving better service by building that relationship, by forming a connection, by uh, showing that work big, put to music in person and creating an experience for them. And so there's always room at the top. There's always room for people that are, are doing things, not just the quality of their work, but the quality of service. Right now I need a plumber. And the person referred to me is, is disappointing me. Wow. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, I'll be there this time. Oh, I forgot I was out of town. Okay, I'll have it at this time. Then he just told me this morning, well, he's got three jobs before you that came up suddenly. And so I, if, he, if I use him for this problem I have, I doubt I'll use him again. And I certainly wouldn't refer him. So what we offer that personal service and when we're making a connection with them and as the trusted advisor, as not just a friend that we don't want to get so in the friend zone, they think they get a discount.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I always warn everybody, friends and family, you know, don't, I don't know. I don't work for friends and family. I have, yeah. parents, and that's and but, it's a known like trust factor, but you will pay me for that known like trust factor.
1: Yes. But to get on that level where they we consider each other friends, very friendly, but then I've positioned myself as that trusted advisor, so they surrender to my leadership. That is the key. I notice with my coaching clients, a lot of times, like somebody said recently, well, I notice my clients don't really want to meet in person for the consultation. And I say, well, how do you present it? And they say, do you want to meet? Exactly. (laughs) I say, no. What you say is, okay, if from this phone call, you know, this sounds interesting. We've done a little bit of a very slight money qualification. If this sounds good, the next step is to get together for a consultation. I don't ask them if they'd like to, it is part of the process. Right. But I've positioned by by that statement, and even before in that conversation, I positioned myself as the leader of this relationship as it relates to photography. And then when I advise them what to wear and what time to show up, and even with brides, I used to give them little recipes of what to eat <laughs> oh. and a schedule telling the florist an hour earlier because florists notoriously and hairdressers make brides and photographers late so uh, you know every step of the way i'm they're trusting me so when i get to that point in the sales room where there's like seven potential wall portraits and i'm advising them that you want this one over your fireplace this would be fun in the family room these three of each of your kids individually are great for that staircase. Then that one in, in your bedroom of just you and your husband. Um, how many was that? Three, four,
0: exactly. five,
1: exactly. six, seven, boom. And they go, oh, okay. So, right. um, and then when they're like, oh, there's so many I love. Um, then it's like, well, hey, an album would be awesome. And then I work on that. And I I was... <laughs> You and I were talking a little before, and one of my big regrets when I did weddings, I did in-person sales for the engagement session, and they always bought a book and a wall portrait and some gifts. Um, But then I would send proofs home. And since the digital age, the weddings that I do, um, we do in-person. They come over. We narrow it down. We pick the art. We pick the books. They go home. It's like this big forehead slap that I probably could have huh. made hundreds of thousands more and and given better service right. if I had done the same thing I was doing for their engagement sessions. I just in that day and age uh, we thought we had to send proofs home. So uh, yeah,
0: but that but that's what happens now too. It's it's everybody gets so involved on the online because it's the easy way out. We buy online, we shop online, we watch our TV online, we do everything online, so why do I need to come in person? Well, when you start doing it this way and it's part of your process and you build this in from reputation to reputation, from generation to generation, who do you think when they get ready to get married? If they don't wanna hire Lucy or myself as the wedding photographer, they're going to ask us first because it's the known like trust factor. Who would you care? Who will care for my family as much as you? And then that family, that bride, that son, that daughter, when they start having babies and children, who do you think they're going to call? They're going mm-hmm. to always come back. So a lot of the young photographers and, and listeners, I'm not picking on you young guys. I, I'm just trying to stress the fact that everybody's in such a hurry to get to, I don't know where you're all trying to get to. But if you take your time and build this foundation, I can tell you that Lucy's here 38 years, I'm here 40 years, and I'm still making money. I, I'm still thriving, I'm still doing, and you know what, I love what I do. I think you hear Lucy saying she loves what she does because I'm not begging or looking. You know, I have a built-in foundation for additional sales to always be working, it's the sustainable career. If yes. you not want to do in-person sales, figure out a way to set yourself apart. Figure out a way to print up one or two canvases if you want to. Deliver one or two as a gift. Build that into your pricing structure that you know that you're going to deliver one or two canvases done right and professionally to that couple. Offer that as a service, but make sure you're paid for it. There's ways to continue to do what you want to do after you get from behind the camera. And- Think about it. You heard Lucy say this. If she would have done this earlier wedding photographers, she might not have had to d- d- done as many more weddings. If you want to if you know you want to make six figures in and you guys hear me say that I'm not ever going to teach anybody how to make 6 7 or 8, that's that is not for me to determine your level of success or your bank account. But I will teach you to be profitable and sustainable with a purpose, and you can do all three things. Mm-hmm. So Uh, it's i'm going to tell you that if you take the time to do this and set yourself apart by doing something different and not following everybody and you want to make that amount of money imagine doing three weddings in three months and having in-person sales and having your other weekends off with your family and friends Mm -hmm. think about it this way guys and and that's what lucy's is trying to tell you lucy also as you guys know from the from the bio um host a podcast as well. And, and she does interview some industry, you know, legends, I'll call them, you know, reasons she had Anne Monteith, Monteith and she has Sarah Petty. And, and I'm, curious to, I'm curious if when you interview these, these uh, legends in our industry, Lucy, how they differ from some of your coaching students now, not calling names out, not picking, but the difference in these people are still here doing, but they had to, in the world of 2020, pivot. And does things differently. Sarah's made adjustments, but to the core of it, Lucy, they're all still doing the same thing: serving their clients well and not, and still running a business. So, compared to your coaching students that you have now, how are you tra- How are you trying to help them to transition to elevate their careers to be sustainable, like some of these legends you interview on your podcast?
1: Well, I think it's all um, about the things that I've said. Is I help people shift their um, intention from just trying to figure out how to sell their stuff to how do I serve my clients best and to set up systems. You know, I am sure that every one of, I like that word, legends yep. that I've interviewed has systems. Like um, I love talking about um, Ken Whitmire who passed away about four years ago. And now his in-person sales system is different than mine. Uh, He doesn't do music and he starts with the one he thinks is the best. And his goal is one whopper and maybe a few smaller ones, but he's got a step-by-step system that is successful consistently. And, and by learning from those of us, because I stand on the shoulders of giants, you know, I I started out just like all of y'all uh, that are new with a dream. With people telling me I was crazy, it was too competitive. But because, in looping back around, I got involved uh, in the professional organizations that that are there to help me, and not just got got involved by attending classes. But by getting on the boards, by being president, by giving service, by teaching myself, all of that, going to conventions, uh, helping other people, uh, supporting vendors, all of that. See, that was a long run on on sentence. Um, right.
0: We're having a <laughs> but of that, conversation. But but it's, that it's is the fact. It's the fact. Yeah. So
1: that so that is what the people because a lot of the legends that I've. I get the pleasure of interviewing are people that I've actually known as either friends and watched their career grow along with mine, or uh, people that I sat in their classes and then we became friends. So they're people that that have been in my world and community for years, and all of them are friendly, give great service. I'm sure they position themselves as the authority. And, um and they're not following like it drives me nuts on Facebook when somebody asks a question about like in a group how should I price my digitals yep and you get like 50 answers of people that I bet 49 of them are completely broke <laughs> yeah. so you know it's a wrong question that the problem is in the question because first you have to know your whole business plan and your sales, Strategy And your money goals and who your client is that is going to want what you offer. And um, so I, I bet one of the differences between the people I coach now and these colleagues of mine I've been interviewing is the amount of time they've put into learning. And getting help from others. and I think
0: they, think nothing, they think nothing of investing in the new canning, I'll just shout canning, because I know they'll think nothing of investing $6,000 in this camera, which is just the tool, instead of spending maybe a thousand bucks on coaching or going to a seminar. You know, mm-hmm. and I understand everybody, don't be screaming at me that, well, we can't meet in person. You know, there's plenty of online education things you can grab. We just told you some free education, the PP of A. There's plenty of other, you know, I'm not going to list every one of these in the show notes because you guys got to do a little bit of research yourself. You'll spend hours looking for these, you know, locations and these let's go hang off a helicopter, invest back into yourself and in your education and learn to use the tools to a better way. When you're out on these sessions, you know, guys, you you shouldn't have to be worried about how to make the camera work because if you get it right and you're doing yourself to the best of your ability, when you get into these in-person sales, guess what? Your work will stand merit on its own. And when it is Mm -hmm. big, like Lucy said, it's real hard for somebody to say, Oh my God, I wasn't quite sure what you were telling me a 20 by 30 looked like over my, you know, fireplace. Now you're going to show them and you don't have to go, Oh my God, that's for, that's blurry or I got the depth. Learn your craft, then learn sales and you will be doing a, we need you. The world needs Mm -hmm. photographers. We all have a purpose and your superpower needs to be do your best with what you have and keep learning and remember why you started and putting prints and albums into your client's hands is part of our job. I We're think. the history makers mm-hmm. you know? and as Lucy coaches and you heard, she, she thinks a lot the same I do is, is I want you to be here. I want you to be present. I want you to learn from the stumbles and the mistakes and everything else, but not be afraid to try. But you guys can't just keep buying the latest and the greatest and think that you're going to sustain here if you want to do this for 30 years. And some of you guys don't. I realize that a lot of you want to come in and get out, and and that's fine. But the craft is being harmed because we're, not, we're letting photography fall away. I mean, pretty soon there won't be history books. There'll be computer screens, and they'll be so manipulated. How do we know what's right and what's not right, you know? And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of what Lucy's telling you. If you put in front of somebody that 20 by 30 to hang over that 30 by 40, hang on the fireplace, guess what? When he comes back, it's going to look like your day was. It's going to look, the clothes will be the color that you purchased. They won't be some funky color and you will be sitting in front of a tree that's green, not a tree that's Photoshopped looking like an ocean coming through it. You know, it's going Mm -hmm. to be the moment captured honestly, which is what photography is supposed to do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully you guys have heard that, that, the, and, it, and it doesn't take a lot to start doing this. She, she told you just about a, a projector. But Lucy, maybe for those that are listening, it, let's just say they di- they don't have the money. You know, let's just say we're, we're, they're listening to us about investing in education. If they don't have a projector, how, how is another way that they can start in-person sales? Something simple. How can they, what can we help leave them today with knowing sure. that if they get the next family photo coming up in fall, And there are many sessions. What can they do if they don't have a big projector to get that in-person sales going?
1: So first of all, you could rent one. There you go. And the increase, if you have your system down of how you present them and lead them to say yes, uh, will put the money in your pocket to get one. Yep. Um, If I were doing Zoom um, now, and, uh, and now honestly after you know, decades and decades of, of photography as my main career, I now spend more time coaching. Right. So, um, and the clients that are coming now are longtime clients. So they're not worried about coming into my home and, you know, getting sick. But if I have to do an, a zoom, then I would use the room view feature on um, things like ProSelect, not for the final sale but I would make up some rooms uh, that show uh, some of my selected favorites. You know, I would do this in advance so they could see what their portraits would look like over the fireplace or in a grouping of four 16 by 20s at the top of the stairs and just to kind of plant the seed for wall art in that way. Um, And then I take them through my same system I, and I would not get tangled up and then trying to show them exactly how it would look in their home. Right. Uh, because I've got, you know, I just have like the, the cool thing with Zoom is that they can go measure the space. And so if it's 70 inches wide, then I can say, well, then a 40 inch would be perfect there. So, um, and yes, a laptop would be the next. Oh, actually So the next would be a TV, and the bigger, the better. Um, A TV in someone's home. Most people have a smart TV, so I would find out if they do.
0: And then you can go there and do that. So that eliminates the next question of why I don't have a studio space or they can't come in my apartment. Lucy just gave you a solution to that. Most people nowadays have smart TVs, folks. So let's, don't be afraid to ask the question. Be afraid to, don't be afraid to ask the question. Be willing to get the opportunity to do this. Right. And I,
1: I, this is how much I think um, projectors are important, Bobby. If I have an out of town session, uh, like I uh, had clients fly me to DC from San Diego and one to Vale, Colorado. I carried my projector on the airplane with me,
0: there you go huh.
1: because you know the veil you don 't know, but the veil uh it was a nine thousand dollar sale
0: right
1: and even though I knew these people invested well because they 'd worked with me before, they were a little bit uh you know that was more than they planned but the and and they have the money they 're both very successful doctors but um yeah it and a little secret, there are some good projectors if you learn what the right projector is for our work. And that's something that would retail well over a thousand. My one of my favorites is the NEC Pro Line, the entry level pro line. But for my coaching clients, I will fish around in eBay and I will find a, a good used projector that's been reconditioned by a company that buys up leases and they'll get a good projector for three four five hundred bucks that's as good as the one i'm using so there's there's ways to get those projectors but um yeah, so all kinds of ways and and once you do a few in person sales all of a sudden you've got a bigger order one one of my coaching clients um He had a $6,000 sale, like, one of the first first times he used his projector because he just followed the system. He didn't know enough to try to do things different (laughs) than I told him. For him, it was worth it uh, to, even if he had to, like, put it on a credit card or borrow from friends or, like, even order it from Best Buy. And by the time you do your sale you can pay it off. You can pay it back.
0: <laughs> so, well, and I think too, it's just, it's set this up, Set yourself a goal. Say, Hey, I will, I, I need to do this. And from that sale, while I know you want to celebrate and you get that greatest big sale that you've ever had, take the money, buy the projector, pay for the things that you need first to continue to move your business forward. Then you will start being able to enjoy the profits that you're making. But get yourself up to succeed first, guys, in every little step. And, and that's why I wanted Lucy to tone in. Is, you know, I know she dropped some big prices there and, and availability to earn that amount of money, but she also does it with a little bit of bigger equipment. We all start somewhere. I mean, if, 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 you, if I have a show of hands right now of all the listeners, y'all didn't start out with your, you know, your Hasselblad's. You know, somebody started out with a 110 or 126 or God forbid, even a Polaroid, you know, you grew mm-hmm. into what you were doing. You have to understand that selling will help you achieve more things for your business and also give you that extra vacation you're looking for. You know, there's nothing wrong with, with reaping your benefits and doing some good for you because obviously you've heard me say it before, the better that we all do, the, the better that we do the more good we're going to be able to do for others. And, 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 right. I, and I think that we're in an industry that is all about service. You know, we, nobody needs us, but they need us. The world yeah. needs us. The people set aside $10,000 to purchase on us. They don't have to. They know they need to and they want to. The need and the want is there we have to allow them to be able to spend that money with us. And if we just slap it up on a digital and I know there's some of you that will text me. I know quite a few of you guys. Some of you are my <laughs> own coaching students that you have that you have done an online presence and you have done your galleries and you've made seven and eight thousand dollars. That's great. That's wonderful. And I and I understand some of the hurdles we have to go over. I just want everybody to continue getting prints and products into the hands of those. Um, that we work at. We're going to wrap up a little bit, everybody. I, I want you guys to know that, that, you know, what we've heard aside from, you know, being the wonderful photographer and, and, and mentor that she is, she is coaching. So um, Lucy is sharing with our listeners, 10 create, uh, she's going to do uh, the create the business of your dream. She's got 10 strategy sessions. Um, the link will be back in the show notes. So you guys can definitely take advantage of that and uh, click on that and do that. But you know that's a gracious gift that she's sharing of her time and i want you guys to take advantage of that learn more all of you that are looking for in person sales this is the lady that i'm going to send you to you know that um, i only bring people on this show that i think will benefit motivate inspire educate you so that we can all celebrate <laughs> you so I, love it. I want you to remind everybody where they can find you and again everybody knows in show notes but for those that just listen on with their earbuds and don't want to click over remind everybody where we can find you, Lucy list all these wonderful places they can find you.
1: So Lucy Dumas coaching.com Lucy with an I has a link to my podcast. There's also a little uh, gift there uh, about marketing. So you can click on that. Um, you can email me directly Lucy at Lucy Dumas.com L-U-C-I and luciduma com, And, uh, ask if one of my uh, gift strategy sessions is available. Yep. And at that session, we do a deep dive into your dreams, your assets that you know are going to help you, some of the challenges. So it's it's really a rich um, experience that I, I love, love, love to offer people. So you can just send me an email uh, saying, You know, I'd like one of your sessions and then we'll connect and set up a quick chat to to discover, uh, because there's a little bit of applying just to make sure you qualify um, and are ready for that. Um, Yeah. And you can even just pick up the phone and call me. All of that is on Lucy Dumas Coaching. If you want to see my personal uh, website for my photography, it's just lucydumas.com. Lucy with an I.
0: And again, Thanks everybody for Well, yes, I know. And we'll get all the links will be there. And again, take advantage. And I, I always wrap up with, you know, trying to give you guys a little bit of motivation. I want you to remember this conversation today and that I want you to remember why you started, that you wanted to be that photographer, that you wanted to have that other superpower of stopping time, of capturing time. So whatever it is that you do, grab another superpower and get these products in our clients' hands. That is what will set you apart. What you do after the service of the photography will set you apart. There is nothing wrong with selling because you're selling with the right intention. You're selling your service, you're selling your time. Learn the value of the products that you're selling because everybody, to the person in front of that camera, what you just deliver them is priceless. So do not be shocked that they want to purchase them. Give mm-hmm. them the opportunity. You've just photographed a family photo that you do not know it might be the last time. You just photographed a wedding that you do not know if that grandmother will still be alive in a week. The photos and the pro- what we do is priceless. Mm-hmm. Allow your clients to purchase them. That is what will set you apart. You can have a purpose and be profitable. Lucy and I both believe that, we preach that, we teach that. You can do this. Until next time, everybody, remember, I am cheering you on. This is the BeFabo podcast. See you next time. Thank you. For more information
1: about today's show, check out the show notes on the BeFabo blog at bobbybrinkman.com. Along with some offers for our listeners, you'll also find information about how to work with Bobby as a coach, a speaker, or for workshops. She'd love to collaborate with you. Oh, and don't forget, subscribe to the podcast to keep motivation coming to your earbuds. Be
0: fabo.